When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. It's fight week, two days away from the huge fight from the T-Mobile Arena, live on zone. I Sports back at home. I'm joined by DAZN's Joe Markowski. How are you, Joseph? I'm good. How are you, Cooks? I'm all right. Can you call me Coogs? Women normally call me Coogs. I'll oh, keep it more formal. Coogan. Coogs is all right, don't worry. You referred to yourself as Coogs on one of your voice memos you sent me on WhatsApp earlier, which seems to be your new thing. It's not my new thing, but for ages I just texted you. I never really used WhatsApp with you, but now I just I was on the go and I thought, he's getting a voice note. It's a nice thing you're doing. It's part of your brand. Voice memos are part of your brand now. <laughs> Fair enough. So you spent quite... A long period of time avoiding me, didn't you? Be honest. Personally? No, no, from a, from a, like a work perspective. I don't recall that. When? Recently? Yeah, because I wanted to interview at a specific time over the last, say, two months, and you didn't make yourself available, which is very like unheard of for you, Joe. And Not from a personal level, because you would always text me back, but you did avoid me or avoid an interview over a period of time, correct? I think you're a bit sensitive on that. That's not, I don't recall anything on that. No, I've not been avoiding you. Sorry if you feel that way. Okay, so I'm going to flash back, yeah, to when all the stuff was happening around Deontay Wilder. You were avoiding me at that point. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, not personally. Don't take it personal. Um, but good to see you now. Absolutely. I do want to just ask you one question on that. Um, how much of a kind of disappointment was it and how close was it or not for Deontay Wilder to come and work with Design? Um, I mean, it's no secret we had a conversation with him and his team. Um, I, I don't... Look, it, 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 it's, not been, it's not been made yet, obviously. We, we want that fight. Eddie wants that fight. Uh, I think the parties will continue to speak. It's not going to happen this summer, um, which is, you know, it is what it is. But we'll... You know, we'll work behind the scenes and when we've got something to say about it, we'll, we'll come back to you and your friends in the media and we'll talk about it. But right now, um, AJ's focused on June the 1st. Um, we're focused right now on, on this weekend, which is, I think, the biggest fight we've done to date on the platform here in the US. Huge fight for US fight fans, sort of transcending outside of um, core boxing fans and into the sort of mainstream sports market, which is exactly the kind of fights we need. And obviously going into AJ on June the 1st, um, great, great schedule to, to back up this weekend's acquisition. We've got a very nice graphic behind me that lays this out. This weekend, with I'll tell you what we're going to do for a second, right? I'm going to no, I'm going to pan down, but I want you to hold the microphone so I could do the panning because I'm a one-man band. Okay. Have you got a laser pen? So, starting this weekend, Canelo Jacobs, May the fourth, live and exclusive from the T-Mobile Arena here in Las Vegas. May the 11th, next weekend, 
lightweight world championship MMA action from Bellator, Chandler versus Patricio Pitbull. May the 18th, our friends at the World Boxing Super Series, Inoue, arguably pound for pound number one on that card, May the 18th. Alexander Usyk's return to the US, his debut at heavyweight against Carlos Takam. June the 1st, the big one for your guys back in the UK, AJ making his US debut at MSG against Andy Ruiz. Only a week later, Triple G's debut on the zone against Steve Rolls, the return of Triple G. And then we're into the summer, more Bellator, more World Boxing Super Series, and that's all in the space of the next sort of six weeks. So if you think about that in the context of the 1999 monthly value that we're making for US fight fans here, but crucially, as we like to talk about, the 100 fight nights a year, 100 bucks for the price of one pay-per-view. That's my big sell, done and dusted. But uh, yeah, we're excited about the next six weeks. I almost forgot I was even here, Joseph. Um, okay, let's talk about the kind of change in price plan for DAZN customers now. Obviously, kind of, it was almost an introductory offer that you started off with, 999 obviously represented great value, was getting all kind of big fights and uh, not just in boxing but across wherever else as well, like you said, the Bellator, etc. So just explain for people that don't know uh, the reasonings for the monthly increase, but if you're going to buy from a yearly perspective, you're going to benefit. Yeah, I mean, in the US, it's not unheard of for a pay-per-view, one night of pay-per-view action to be 100 bucks. More often, 70, 80, 90 bucks. Is that working? Thank you. So we look at it and say, we can offer 100 fight nights a year, all, you know, all of our content, and it's an all-you-can-eat subscription, right? There's no tiering, there's no, there's no content stashed away on a different pricing model. It's a full year of content, and we're going to offer that for 100 bucks. So the price we're saying for one pay-per-view you get all of that. And we looked at it economically and we can make that work. We also recognise that not everyone, especially the casual boxing fans, you don't watch week in, week out, they don't want to commit for a year. So we thought, right, we'll continue with the monthly option. Um, we want to reward those who, who, who commit to a longer time. We want to reward loyalty. So you think about it in the context of a year, or per month, $99 works out just over eight bucks a month. So it's actually a reduction in the price of the monthly when it was previously at 9.99. There's also a different group of customers who don't want to commit. They want the flexibility to come in and out for certain fights, maybe like for like this weekend, for example, more casual boxing fans. We want to serve those guys as well. Um, but we're going to do that at a price point of 19.99, which if you compare that to the price of a standard pay-per-view card, and let's face it, this, this weekend show on any other network, any other platform would be a, a pay-per-view card will be 70, 80, 90 bucks. So it's still a quarter of the price. Um, and so I think we're being consistent with our, our commitment to US fight fans and sports fans more generally. We're making high quality boxing available um, at a tremendously valuable rate. And we're serving two groups of customers. Those who want to commit long-term for the mass of boxing content over the course of a year, amazing value deal, eight bucks a month, just over. And those who want to come in and out, we're still doing that at a fraction of the, of the price point elsewhere. So um, great value. Uh, and, you know, I'm just delighted that we're delivering on our promise to, to bring these huge fights to, to fight fans less than a year into our journey here in America. Thank you very much for that wonderful pitch, Joseph. Um, let's talk about Joshua Ruiz. Obviously, can you just give us your kind of, from a own perspective, 
your initial response to obviously the news of the failed drug test with, with Gerald Miller and then obviously a couple of days after the other two failed drug tests. I mean, what kind of position was that putting you at the zone at considering this was Anthony Joshua's big US debut? It's disappointing. Don't get me wrong. Jarrell Miller was great for the promotion. Um, he, the press conferences were the press conferences. They generated a lot of noise. He's a top 10 genuine test. But look, it's beyond our control. What happened, happens. Uh, it's really disappointing. Um, I feel sorry for Eddie because that dropped on his lap to sort out pretty quickly. It's not often I feel sorry for Eddie Hearn, but I, uh, I did that week. Um, and look, we, we, I think, as a group, reacted quite quickly. I'm really impressed with AJ and his team. They were really professional about everything. They knew that Eddie had to get a list together. He shared that list with us. We, we gave him our thoughts on that. And um, Andy Ruiz was always on that list, and that's where it landed. And we're happy to continue our, our marketing planning and our, our big push of that fight. I think the big story remains, AJ's coming to America, and we're going to support that. It's a major step in his sort of long-term plan to become a global superstar. I've said to you before, you need to come and break America if you want to be... Um, be a global superstar and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm proud to say that we're going to support that and be, be the home of it here in the US from a broadcast perspective so uh, nothing fundamentally changes it's just uh, a change of test for AJ How influential were the zone in kind of the shortlist and the overall picking of the replacement opponent um, obviously there's Sky Sports back home Eddie Hearn and yourselves but it being a zone like show and obviously a US debut how influential and how much input did you guys at the zone have like John Skipper etc with who the opponent was going to be well, it's a partnership right it's a three way partnership between us Matchroom and Anthony Joshua so every single party in that conversation needs to be comfortable um, I'm glad to say there's not much differences of opinion um, we have a seat at the table number one AJ's got to be happy because he's the guy getting into the ring We've got to be happy because it's our show and we're sort of funding it. And Eddie's got to believe it's the best thing for, for AJ's career, as does Freddie Cunningham and, and the rest of Team AJ. So um, we've all got to be comfortable. I'm glad to say we all are comfortable and we, we all were. You know, there's a few opinions shared for sure. Um, but generally, we're all pretty comfortable with the shortlist that Eddie put together. And I'm really happy with how quickly, as is John and Simon and the rest of our team, how quickly Eddie got a deal done. It still gives us... You know, well, by the time we announced sort of five weeks of promotional time left to, to hype that fight up and, and get behind it from a marketing perspective. So all good on that front. Um, what was your kind of response and, and feelings around Luis Ortiz, who Eddie Hearn revealed turned down two offers, one of six million and one of seven million? Uh, he seemed to be the kind of the front runner as in terms of first choice for Joshua and for, for, for Eddie Hearn. But uh, that their team turned the offer down. What? What was your kind of yeah, reaction to that? Um, I can't speak to them turning down the offer. That was a conversation that Eddie had with them, and I think Eddie's been public and talking with you and some others on, on that. Um, look, Luis, Luis Ortiz would have been a, a great test for AJ, but I think Annie Ruiz is a test of a different kind. Uh, brings with him a different sort of story for us to get behind. Um, he's Mexican, which works for us in the US. It's, a, it's an audience that we've already sort of tapped into with, with Canelo a number of other fighters, um, Jaime Munguia being another example. We've got a decent percentage of our subscriptions are, are Mexican fight fans here in the US, so that works. Um, look, I can't speak for why Ortiz turned down the offers. I'm not in his team. Um, he was on the list, 
as was Ruiz. Um, it was a, a race against time to get a deal done with a credible opponent. And we got a deal done with a credible opponent. Maybe Ortiz is an option for AJ down the line. Maybe he isn't. Right now, I'm pretty sure everyone on our side is focused on June, June 1. Um, with Ruiz, obviously, is the, the test in focus for AJ. So not mu much to say about that, to be honest. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to revisit um, some comments from uh, Shelley Finkel regarding Deontay Wilder. He recently quoted as saying that the fight is more likely to happen in 2020 between Wilder and Joshua. But he said that the relationship between himself and John Skipper is strong. So that's positive. Um, but it's quite alarming that, I mean, Eddie Hearn said that he wouldn't be surprised if the fight, based on Shelley's comments, happened in 2021 yesterday. I, I don't know. I've not seen those comments. Um, I, I, yeah, I believe our relationship with, with that camp is strong. Why wouldn't it be? We've, we've, yeah, we've got a good relationship with them. John Skipper, long-term relationship with, with most of the US sports media community, including in boxing. So um, he's got those relationships. That's great for us. And um, we'll see where those conversations go long-term. It's not something that's on either of our plates right now uh, because there's other fights um, in focus. But yeah, at the right time, those conversations will, will kick off again, I hope. You're so... Corporate, Joseph, but it's okay. We'll see you out one day. Joe, um, we also learned, obviously, the Premier League, the English Premier League is come, has come or is coming to the zone? In Canada, yes. Not in the US, but we've got it in a number of markets. Um, yeah, we've got a long-term relationship with the Premier League. Um, we have the rights in uh, Spain, in Japan. Uh, we have the rights in Germany right now. We have the rights in Canada starting next season. So, um, yep. Yeah. For me, as um, with the North American business, that's great. I'm continually impressed as I travel around the world by how big the Premier League is globally. Um, we've got a big soccer, uh, sorry, football for this audience. Keep, keep getting caught out with that one. Um, football audience in Canada. We've got Champions League rights up there already. And I think the crown jewel of European football is the Premier League. So delighted to add that and uh, looking forward to getting, getting started with that in August. Any more developments since we last spoke about DAZN coming into the UK boxing market? No comment, Coogan. No, I'm joking. Uh, no, we're, we're, jokes aside, we're, we're not, it's not a focus for us right now. We've launched in Spain recently. Um, we have, uh, well, we're about to launch in Brazil, which will be our ninth market. Um, so moving into South America. And I think that's where the focus of the business lies right now. I've said to you before, we've got a team in London looking at all the new markets that we could potentially go into. Um, and there's always a shortlist. Right now, UK is not, not in focus, not as part of our immediate plan. And uh, we'll continue cracking away in the markets we're in. Keep asking the question, though. No, I keep asking it because it's like from the outside perspective, it just looks like it's inevitable that the zone will come into the UK boxing in the not so distant future. We're not talking about five years. We're talking about between 18 months to two years that the zone will be in, in UK boxing, kind of posing kind of problems for potential other broadcasters involved with whoever. So it's just, it's a thought that people have and are kind of expecting to happen at some point? Um, maybe that they're thinking that. I've not seen a lot of noise about that. We, um, we're focused on the markets we're in. 
Um, the US is a major boxing market. That's where the majority of our uh, investment in boxing is going. And that's where we're focused. And lo longer term, in new markets, maybe boxing will be a core part of our strategy wherever we go. But UK is not on our immediate to-do list right now. We're focused on launching in Brazil, uh, growing our existing markets. My focus is on the US and Canada. And we'll see what we get with other markets longer term, but no immediate plans uh, in any other markets to talk about. I know you're not going to give me any kind of specific numbers, but subscriber base for the zone currently uh, satisfactory? Yeah, and it'll be a lot bigger next week because this is a major fight, as I said, that transcends, starts to transcend outside of a core boxing audience, which is perhaps um, the first event of its kind we've had um, in the US, um, which puts us in the sort of mainstream sports conversation in, in the US. We've been advertising a lot around mainstream sports in the last couple of weeks and the event awareness amongst sort of the general US sports fan is significantly higher um, than any other fight we've done thus far on DAZN. So um, that will significantly supercharge our, our subscriber base uh, this weekend, which I'm very excited about personally. And uh, that will be great for AJ which is our next major injection. It'll be great for Triple G, which is an injection only a week after that. So in terms of major growth to our US subscription base, next six weeks are crucially important, starting with Saturday evening from Las Vegas. How much of that $1 billion have you got left? Um, that $1 billion is across eight years, so quite a lot. Uh, look, no, I said yesterday, we, we are less than a year since we announced our entry into the, into the US. Eddie... Um, has a, has a business plan with us, which obviously requires him to spend uh, a percentage of that, uh, that budget uh, every year. And we're on track keeping within that budget. Frank Smith does a good job of keeping on top of the numbers. Um, and uh, we're, we're very comfortable with what we've delivered on using the money we have so far. It's a long-term plan. The Devin Haney um, announcement this morning is testament to that. It's not just about... Um, it's really important we deliver major shows like this weekend. It's also about using those funds to invest in the next generation of, of boxing superstars and the next generation of world champions. So Devin Haney, Tevin Farmer, um, all these guys, the stable Eddie is building in the US is as much about the future as it is about right now. And I think that's a long-term plan that we're only sort of 10, 11 months into, into building on. So um, lots, of lots of money left. And lots of you know progress still to be made, but we're in a really good place. I think going into our biggest weekend yet. I would like to make a plea. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. I would like to make a plea that I would like to interview John Skipper. I'll ask John Skipper if he'd like to do that. He's here this week. Okay. Maybe not the time and the place is this weekend, but at some point. I would like to sit down with John Skipper. So I don't know how knowledgeable John Skipper is about IFL TV or not. So I'm not going to kind of put that either way. How could he not be? How could he not be? I can't say that because I sound like an idiot, but you can say that. Yeah, I'm sure he's aware of IFL TV. And I'll, uh, I'll ask for his time. John Skipper watches IFL TV. Oh, that's, that's done me for the day. I can go home. Um, yeah, so if... In fact, John, if you're watching this now, just like send me a little DM, right? Slide into my DMs, John Skipper, if you're up for doing an interview. I'd love to sit down with John Skipper. It's, he's, he's one on the list currently. 
Uh, I doubt he'll send you a DM. I'll ask his assistant if he wants to sit down with you. And we'll see how we get with that. Um, yeah, I'll ask the question, Keegan. Don't worry. Okay, that's good enough for me. Joe, thank you very much for your time and uh, a mouth-watering schedule that starts the 4th with Alvarez against Jacobs all the way through to June 15th with the World Boxing Series. There's Brian Garcia. The uh, zone fighter. Um, and He's got more Instagram followers than you. He has, correct. You should, have you interviewed him yet? No, I'm going to try now. You should do. He's great. Good talker. He's about to punch a punch bag. Look at this. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.